Tim. And I'm Bear, and this is Cub. And Chub. What's up, Tim? Hi. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. How's life treating you? Life is good. Life is good. You know, um, I am DJing the Virginia Pride Fest this mm-hmm. coming weekend. Um, so I'm excited, and I'm working on my set list, and... Um, I'm going to be helping out on the, one of the stages with the music and I'll be performing. So um, a lot of gay shit happening. Just super excited about it. Yes. No? I love it. How about you? support my brother. Thank you. Please. Yeah. If you're, um, you won't hear this until after it happens, but oh, I hope okay. you were at Virginia Pride. And if you were, thanks for coming. I um, mean, if you see any of our socials, which I hope you're following us on them um that's right the you know advertisements for such and i hope that you come and be a part and maybe i'm around at that point maybe tim will be there with me and it will be amazing i mean you know tell how about you how's how's life um life is pretty good i'm a little exhausted yeah because i just got back from the beach um and I don't know, it's something about the salt water. It's just like mm. salt water and your body's kind of a saline solution anyway. It kind of just zonks you out a little bit. So I'm like low energy, but not like too tired to come in and talk to my bestie. Oh, thank you. No? Well, I'm glad uh, it sounded like you had a good time from our, from our chat. I did. Um, shout out to the girls that I went with. Yeah. Noms. Um, but uh, road trips aren't for me. Um, sure. we, I was in a car for three hours, and though it was wonderful to be with the people that I was with, um, being in a car is not for me anymore. And, you know, just like being gay, it can be uncomfortable for some people. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Wait, was it uncomfortable because you were in a car or was it were you uncomfortable because you were gay in a car or see all of the above? It was <laughs> It was see all of the above. Okay. <laughs> um, it was, I'm gay in a car. Gay in a car. In a box. I'm not used to being so like closeted anymore and yeah. Um, yeah. Also, my knees aren't what they used to be. So when this six four person gets in a smaller vehicle that doesn't support that, um, it's a little homophobic. And so okay, so I was gonna. So you and I talked a couple of days ago as you were getting ready to go on this trip. Yeah, and this is a you know this is a great way. We'll just be open and honest. Mm-hmm. You know that's why we're here. I mean, I. I live in that space with you where like one of the first things I think of is like if someone who is six four yeah. gets into a pinto, mm-hmm. you are not going to enjoy We're not gonna say a pinto. Let's say a pinto bean. A pinto like bean. it is yeah. Right? If you right. get into most size Kias, yes, you are not gonna be comfortable. And no. and you're probably not going to enjoy that you're not gonna enjoy ten minutes of it, let alone three hours. No. But I, I also did, but I also yeah. was trying to be like I didn't want to call that out specifically on like size because I know that that can be triggering. But I'm like, yeah. bitch, if you get in that car, you're gonna be miserable. Because I'm a fat black homosexual. You- but, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the last. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> 
the last episode. Uh <laughs> oh, also, uh, shout out to um, people who may have suggested we use uh, trigger warnings. Um, I, you know, I, I'll say this. I let our explicit tack take on a lot more than maybe other people feel we should. Um, so I hear that feedback. Yeah. I am, uh, and, and I appreciate it. If you this is Editor Bear, by the way. This is Editor Bear. This is what I do, you know, every weekend um, when I'm trying to work on the show. But uh, to anybody who listened to our <laughs> podcast and and um, may have had feelings because of the words we were using, because we don't normally use some of those words all the time or as explicit as we did. Yeah. Um, I, thank you for the feedback. Uh, yeah. I will take that in and process that as I'm editing future episodes. Yes. Uh, the truth is that it it happened the way that uh, it happened. And I just depicted it as such. Right. And the uncomfortableness that you felt, I felt <laughs> 10 levels. Trust me. So, yeah. <laughs> And if you listen to that episode with your children and they learn some new words. Educate them. It's right your job to do such things not just pass them through your uh genitals but also to raise them and uh let them know the past present and what they could do in the future so that's right that's right <laughs> use it as a teaching opportunity everybody um so tim because it's virginia pride yay we thought we would talk a little bit about our queer journey which I know we've discussed like certain like specific points and specific stories, mm -hmm. um, but thought, you know, why don't we use this opportunity to just talk, kind of talk about our queerness, how we celebrate it, how we feel about it, um, and kind of share that with, with the crew. So, yeah, because I'm gay, he's bi, mm -hmm. uh, it's our show, and we say what we want. Cause we That's right. <laughs> uh. oh. <laughs> Y'all love that you show, know, so you gotta love ours. <laughs> I, I, side note, Editor Bear, I spent more time than I care to admit trying to find an uh soundbite <laughs> for every time you dropped an F-bomb on the last episode. <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't find one that was long enough that would fit every scenario, you know? So I'm on the lookout. If anybody has any clips that would work, I'd love it. But um, yeah, just throwing that out there. Fuck. <laughs> uh, um so i'll make one if you want <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll just make our own why not um tim so you know i know a lot of times when we talk about queerness particularly on the show we try to celebrate it but we also are talking things out and a lot of times we talk about maybe some of the negative things we've experienced because of our queerness yeah um i'd love it if we could start the conversation talking about what we love about our queerness or our yeah. community mm -hmm. um can I pick on you first? Can you can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. I'm fucking phenomenal. Like <laughs> I love me. I'm like I love a rainbow. Being me. Um I experienced a rainbow of emotions every day. <laughs> and I'd like to think that part of that is because I'm just an extra sensitive person. Mm -hmm. Um but I can't discount the othering that queerness uh, in my life has given me. And mm -hmm. I enjoyed the othering um, that now. I haven't yeah. always been that way. Yeah. But I like 
I like um, being different and not going with the grain and not being um, a cookie cutter person that, you know, has a cookie cutter life and experiences every, every white picket fence thing that happens in uh, the American dream. Yeah. I like being the alternative to that. Um, and it's not to say that it's not easy, but uh, that it's easy, but it, it is colorful and yeah. it's, it makes every day I wake up a little bit different and I, I relish and I, I, I worship in the, the air that is Tim most days. <laughs> so yeah. I, I just love it. I love, I love the entity that is being created and the path that is before me all the time so yeah yeah what about you there uh i i think i i agree with the sentiment because i think as i get older i appreciate uniqueness more and more Mm -hmm. to find people who like tim i don't know anybody like you (laughs) i don't know (laughs) what i what i you know i don't know nobody like you and (laughs) unique (laughs) <laughs> that's what you are that's what you are um to those playing at home watching the video tim is rocking a very awesome pink beyonce team yes, so, so beautiful oh um, she has the best titties she beautiful they're beautiful um yeah yeah so as i get older and, and i think about where i was as a as a kid and a teenager struggling to be myself to put words to that to feel comfortable with it. And I think about now I'm, I just, um, I, I have sympathy for people who are trying to just fit in and blend and live that kind of life. I have sympathy for it, but I, I have no interest. Like I don't, that is not ruling my life day to day like it did when I was younger. And I'm really appreciative of that. Um, I was listening, I was going through some old songs that I was trying to figure out if I wanted to post or like we work or anything. And I found um, a song that I wrote when I was 18 called Dear God. Mm -hmm. And that song is specifically talking about um, forgiving a higher power for what they've put on you. Yeah. Specifically, I wrote that when I was struggling with my sexuality and identity. And when I listen to that song, I'm right back in that space. I'm like, man, I was really struggling then. But I also know I could never write that song now. Like, I don't, I don't have, I don't feel that way at all. Mm -hmm. And part of that is because of the, as far as we have to go, we have come a long way in certain areas. Um, I don't, I I love that. (laughs) I love that when I talk about drag race, I'm not just talking to two people who I know who might watch it and I can't connect with, right? Like yeah. that kind of that kind of thing in our pop culture just existing and being at such a big level is just didn't exist 10 years ago, let alone 20 or 30. Yeah. Right? Um being able to find find bars, find groups, find your own segment within these spectrums, right? Because no, not everybody is the same people. Like, no. Just because you know one gay doesn't mean you know every queer person. Let's talk about the monolith, right? Because 
I, that's something I definitely appreciate that I've, I feel like I'm still learning and growing with is that, um, within our own little bubble, we have, we have so many other groups and (laughs) subdivisions and And so many emerging groups. Yeah. Yeah. People, um, to a point where you just really get into these spaces where people don't want to be categorized to a degree and just want to exist. Right. Right. And it's, it's really beautiful to feel like, okay, well, I don't want to be part of, I don't have any interest in being like everybody else, but then you do find like, it's like, well, I'm a bear. So am I, that's what I kind of physically look like, but what does that mean? How do I act? And like, even finding your path in these other groups, it's like, I think I can just be me. I think I can just be me. And the people that I want to be around me will find me and want to be around me. Yeah. Like I am, the older I get, the more I realize that it's not the label. Mm-hmm. It's the you. Yeah. You bring you to the label, not the other way around. Yeah. I'm not like, I, yes, you can consider me Chubb, Kabair, Black, because we're just all the same if you're a person of color. But like, like it doesn't matter what where I go, if I go to a twink bar, I'm going to be Tim. Right. If I go to a bear bar, I'm going to be Tim. Mm -hmm. I'm bringing myself to wherever these specific communities are. And if you like that, if you like Tim, then you just like me. You don't like me because I'm a bear and we're all hanging out. Now, like, if you want to do, if you want to do a series about me, being me in the bear community that would be wonderful Love it. Um, but i i don't feel i i personally just don't care about a label uh because it i'm bigger than that <laughs> so, yeah. yeah yeah and i like i i love that that i and i hope that a lot of other people are getting to the the idea that you are bigger than whatever label somebody's putting on you yeah but yeah hmm it's i don't know it's it's one as 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 uh there's a lot of stereotypical things about getting older and how that can feel negative or things get oh i'm old now or whatever but there is something about becoming yourself as you get older and wiser and the things that the things that just don't matter just fall away yeah you learn to focus on those things that really matter to you and um and uniqueness is is of interest to me so yeah yeah because i mean <laughs> the everyday mundaneness of life is going to happen but it's never happened to you yeah so like how you deal with it and how you come out as graceful or not as graceful is your journey and your story and when you look back on it what are you going to look at you know yeah you're going to look and see somebody who ran away from everything and did everything they could to like hurt harm and and be hurtful to people are you going to look back and you see i overcame this that the third and i'm a fucking beast at shit like i'm like if I can get through that, I definitely can get through getting up in the morning, having to go to the motherfucking work like that. Yeah. 
Now, if I can get through gay bashing, I can definitely get through, you know, I didn't get a job I wanted, you know, know? those sorts of things that give you such strength and make it, at least for me, I'm just very thankful for little, like, little Tim getting through the little stuff. Well, I was never little people, but like (laughs) younger Tim getting through the things I needed to get through so that I could be this pillar of my own existence. So forgive me, you said something in there that triggered another question for me. Mm -hmm. That's related to the queer space, but not, I'm just going to ask and I'll edit it out if I need to. Um, What are your thoughts on the concept of queer baiting? Like, do you? (sighs) Well, like I've heard, I hear, like I hear that, but it, I never exactly know exactly what that means. Like, where yeah. did like what what is queer baiting? What is not queer? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. A lot of times, people are just mad and they say you queer baited me. Sure, sure. And, no, you just you just fell in love with a straight man, and that's it is what it is. They didn't do anything horrible to you. You just misinterpreted things. But then sometimes people are what I would think is queer baiting. Mm-hmm. And what is that? And how would you define that? I would define it as maybe somebody with the intention to use you because they know of your queerness. Like in some way, whether it's they're getting money from you or they want you to do something for them and they know that you like them uh-huh. based on that sort of thing or companies who are like well you know it's a it's a queer month right now so let's let's say hey everybody we um you know we love the queers and during june or whenever you know a pride is right and they're baiting you to come to their store and buy up all their like madonna stuff or you know things like that but in reality they just want your money want your coin they don't really care Right. Okay. So and I think the read covered this a little bit a few episodes ago, but an OnlyFans male performer yeah. who may or may who who doesn't publicly identify yeah. as queer, mm-hmm. but it, but is doing solo work, is yeah. doing kind of things that they know are garnering a, a homosexual crowd or a, or a queer crowd. Is something like that bother you? It only bothers me if they are specifically saying, I don't like gays, or they are doing something that is like anti-queer. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? If they're doing something outside of like this this space that is anti-queer, or they're in their mind, you know, I would like to, I would like to think that, you know, if you have a queer audience, that you at least don't mind to have them. Like, right, right. That's sure. the bare minimum. But yeah. like if you go on a show and say, Well, my my content isn't meant for queer people, well then you need to start blocking some bitches. Right. Yeah, I hear it. And start like leaving their money at the door. Yeah, I, I think so. One of the things that popped up, you know, a few months ago, uh, I think we've both watched the Heartstopper show. Yeah. So the one of the leads on there on the first season, 
was an actor who was not out. Um, and um, is this the the one with the, the rugby one? The rugby kid, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He he was getting dragged online for being queer baiting because he was not publicly identifying himself as queer in real life yeah. to the point where he felt pressured to announce that he was bisexual and he mm-hmm. felt a need to say something to get people to shut up. Yeah, but, and I don't like that either. No, it's not, like because now I don't know what's real. Like Right, and I don't and I don't again, people have their opinions. I don't really care about non-queer people having queer roles that does no. that doesn't bug me i want um, the best person for the job and he he was a super cute little boy in that show that he, was queer you told the story right you did it good enough obviously yeah so it it's not i don't think i don't consider that queer baiting no no i don't i don't either i think what people did is that they were like until you until you tell us what you are, we will assume that you are queer baiting because of an absence of information tells us that you're straight. You're straight until proven guilty. But like, what is, <laughs> but what was he doing that like bothered? Like, I don't get it. It's right. like he was playing a role. Right. So you're just mad that you can't have him. Like, that's yeah. not queer baiting to me. Right. That, just not getting what you want like what <laughs> like, right. yeah queer like, i don't i and i that's why i'm not a big label kid because you can just attach something real quick to anything yeah. like you gaslit me and was like no this is the motherfucking truth <laughs> yeah i felt you know there was a little bit um man we we're just going off topic i'm sorry but uh billy it's porter all queer we are <laughs> <Yeah>. billy porter <laughs> yes. um he he has said in a few different interviews he's used harry styles as mm-hmm. a as a way to talk about um gender bending representation in mainstream yes. how for example if harry styles does it he gets the cover of vogue magazine mm-hmm. billy porter's been doing it since the 80s and yeah. insert, insert all all the negative things what i really liked about some people had a problem with that but what i thought really he did really well with that is that he wasn't in any of those conversations blaming Harry Styles for no. He's you. blaming the trope and yes. and the business of it. Yeah, Harry Styles is he's he wasn't putting the blame on him or saying or that he himself was queer baiting or doing anything like no. that to garner attention. Not at he all. He was pointing out the hypocrisy mm-hmm. of what different populations have struggled with. To it's be the same themselves. thing with like Kim Kardashian trying to say that these cornrows are boxer braids. <laughs> and I'm like, sweetheart. Yeah. Let's let's roll that beautiful being footage yeah. of 1500 or more years of African descent people wearing these these hair pieces and wearing these, you know, beautiful braids and such. And it's it's not saying that you can't do it. It's just don't act like you created the wheel right don't sit here and say i i discovered this other land when there's people already on it like yeah like don't don't dis discount that and he i don't think he's saying that harry ever did that it's just he's saying that the businesses are like oh there's a white one let's get that right yeah because of who he is they he they put him up front he gets the push. 
Yeah, it's um, it's the same thing with all of these makeup girls. Like, so much has come from trans women, okay. and then these little boys come on there and they're like, "Let me cut my jaw just like you know such and such did," and now they they get the makeup brands, they collab with huge makeup companies, and yeah. none of the money actually goes to the people who actually created it. Yeah. What's or, oh gosh. What is her, what is her name? I keep forgetting all of a sudden the um the new RuPaul Drag Race judge, uh T S Madison. T S Madison. Listen to any interview T S Madison does, point blank, because yeah. a they're all great. B she's hilarious, and C she speaks to uh, her story and where she comes from. Yeah, and how she is a true exception to the rule of people in her space. Mm-hmm. Um, it's anyway. Wonderful. You can catch that anywhere. You can find the internet. Yeah, T.S. Madison is everywhere, including yeah. your, your most recent Beyonce singles or yeah. any queer show on right now. <laughs> or any reel that you go one, two, three, she's on it. She's like, on it. Yeah. And she's not getting paid for a single one of those things. Talk about no. like being in the, in the conscious and not getting compensated. Yeah. It's called creating culture. Like it just is like, yeah, yeah. she's you never everywhere. Get the money for it, but yeah. everybody's got your lingo all of a sudden. Everybody's saying new weed, 22 inches. Oh, you're practically bald. Like, <laughs> yep. And you know, and they're just, you know, they're just quietly doing their thing. And yeah. then we just, uh, we, as in everybody just boop, 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 takes it. Yeah. And it becomes, it becomes literally us. Yeah. <laughs> like, it becomes America. And, and hey, there is nothing wrong with being able to influence culture. Like only so many people can do that at any given point, especially yeah. at like such a mass scale that T.S. Madison has done it in the last few years. So the problem is not the influence. It's actually very beautiful that, yeah. that we live in a day and age where that can get shared. The issue is how do you in a specifically in a capitalistic society compensate people for what they give and you can't do that because then what would people get paid for right they actually have the money what what do they have the money for yeah yeah you didn't see harvey weinstein creating a culture of anything other than you know well Well, yeah you know (laughs) that right um you didn't see you know the head the head people at the wb we don't even know who they are yeah <laughs> they didn't create a culture they didn't you know do anything outlandish they just had money enough to give people a few dollars and cents to do to make history <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and create things like living single and a different world, which oh, I don't care what you do. Like the nineties was black <laughs> and all y'all little girlies out there with your big like baseball caps and stuff like that. You're, you're biting off of the nineties, <laughs> biting off of us. You want to, all you boys want to look like Dwayne Wayne and all you girls want to look like Kim Whitley. But mm. it is, and that's fine. But know that you're doing it. It's not these little TikTok girlies out here influencing things. Okay, listen, we're not going to go that far. We're ba- we're here for pride. 
Get, uh, Tim, let me ask you this. What, what's something that the kids have today yeah. in their queer space and in their support systems that maybe we didn't have or you wish we had back when we were younger? Um, the, the knowledge that we're not alone. Mm. So by having things like uh, social media, by having things like um, the Gay Straight Alliance situation that actually is taken seriously. Yeah. Um, by having loving parents, by having uh, by having just millennials who have gay friends, like straight, like straight parents who have gay friends from college who mm. are around their kids like they know that they're not the only one yeah they know they have a sort of an example of what you like a, a path you could go down that you're not weird yeah even though you're still like it's human nature to feel othered when everybody's going one path and you're going the other it is what it is like you're going to feel a little different um but this representation almost it seems almost everywhere you go yeah um which they are adamantly trying to destroy but i i i think that that is something that hopefully they are very thankful for because it was not there no no i mean that's the double-edged sword with the internet it's like as uh as much as the internet shows us every day how disgusting humanity can be, yeah, um, it is something else to be able to connect with people mm-hmm. anywhere in the world that you align with and that you can can connect to. And so, um, yeah, if I was if this was the '90s and I was growing up seeing people perform their queerness in in open spaces and yeah, in these big kind of pop culture segments, it's like. Oh, like what, how would my mind be programmed differently if, if I was getting that from day one? Or just seeing like a like a person not operating any differently than their parents do. Oh yeah. Or but is gay like right? Like you're not like your nieces and nephews. No Al. No you. Yeah. It just is like. You're not out there being RuPaul. You're not out there being T.S. Madison. You're not. You're being you and existing in your space, so they know that it is possible. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And like when you were talking about the prom that you DJed, yeah, and going to a church that's saying that this is fine. Like, yeah, yeah. Like that. That sort of like. I grew up in the church. I grew up every day going to church. So if my church was like, you're gay, okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> we still, everybody loves you and you're just as normal as the rest of everybody. Yeah. You're fine. Do you realize how I think so many communities, um, small communities, don't realize how much they miss out by um, evacuating the gays out of their communities. Yeah. You miss out on such creativity and such um, fierce loyalty, to be honest. I know a lot of people 
think gays are fleety and flousy and we just do whatever and you know we're not there for people but i'd like to think that i'm pretty loyal to the people that i love and be around and i can only imagine what i would have brought to the community i was born into yeah but yeah so Hmm. that's something i definitely think this generation or the the up and coming generation gets that we didn't necessarily get and i'm so happy that they do you know and also the i didn't see many old gay people no i mean i don't know like now now i do mm-hmm. i see us going into the 30s 40s 50s 60s yeah. i didn't know a 60 year old gay person when i was in my teenage years definitely not anybody who was out yeah like know? i didn't i didn't experience that i don't i'm just starting to see what a 50 year old homosexual looks like what a 40 year old homosexual is now they may have been a band teacher and i just didn't know but can, can we do a quick shout out? Yeah. And I'm going to beep out the name just because um, I don't honestly know their status before they passed away. But. Uh, yeah. So wait. So I, I don't know. I, I know that he was out to us. I don't know that he lived his no, life out. I didn't know that he passed away. Oh, uh, maybe I'll re-edit this a little bit. Oh. So yeah, I, I forget you're, you're not on some of the socials. Um, yeah, he he passed away about a week or two ago. Yeah, he had been sick for a little bit. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Well, shout out to him. Shout out to him. Um, so we were talking about our elders and man, I think, I think he was probably like the first person of that age I met that was queer. To be honest, I just assumed that he was like 40. Like, <laughs> like, because I had never seen an older guy. Right, right. So I was just like, oh, he's like 45. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, he was, uh, he was an awesome teacher and, uh, and, and an example. Uh, yeah. It's like, oh, wow. Like he would tell us stories of like throwing parties in the seventies, like with his partners and stuff. Recreating and like, them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're not, we can't oh go gosh. too far. Can't go too far. But can't go too yeah. far. Um, <laughs> but just uh but yeah, just there there's a whole generation there, I think, between a combination of obviously the AIDS epidemic and losing yeah. out so many people during that time. Um so between being closeted and that piece of it, mm-hmm. there's like there's, there's a whole group that we just like, oh, I guess everybody who's gay is only 20 or 30 years old maybe like, yeah you know and we obviously like, i was i was looking at pose because i'm doing a rewatch mm-hmm. and i was trying to do the calculations of like the young people in pose would probably be in their 50s now yeah oh yeah that means like the older people would be 60s 70s 80s their reps yep and i'm just like wow we really don't have nobody from them like Nope. from that era like we i mean obviously there are people but the whole generation as a whole is lost yeah the sexual part of that generation it's it is an empty 
Like, yeah. And maybe that's why we have such a hard time with like getting older mm. and like the ageism that you seem to disperse on this um, podcast all the time. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, um, I don't have anything to say about that specific. Um, it is interesting. I, I I don't know that it's specifically a queer issue. Uh, the 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 strife for like youthfulness, yeah, and beauty as we see through like being younger is, I think, definitely something that plagues the straight uh, area as well in terms of what we see represented to us and what we consider. But it's really in femininity. I don't like. I feel like men get praised as they get older. They look, yeah, like their features seem to be more praised there's a no there is a different type of celebration in the way men age yeah there's no like there's no woman version of a silver fox like there's you know is it oh my gosh have you not met um helen Mirren or no no no. i'm saying like (laughs) there's no term for it though oh oh or old hag silver fox like right right she's beautiful for her, for her age. age. Yeah, we don't say that about George Clooney. No. We don't say don't that think, about Oh my God, he's such a great bachelor for that age. Like Right, right. Yeah. Idris Elba is not he's beautiful, but he's yeah. not legend. He's also He's still sexiest man alive. He's not sexiest man alive for his age. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Um wow, we are just we're really just hitting it all today. Really just Yeah, I mean here there. it all we created it. So <laughs> As we, that's right, as we, as we kind of get to the back end of the conversation, Tim, can I ask you, is there, is there any kind of legacy you wish you could leave behind or like, I don't know, what are are your thoughts? I wish that I left a legacy that is sort of of peace and love and like, and funny. Like, I know that I I shade people and that like, I say things on here, but it truly, I I want, I always want to lead in love and peace and like, just, just somebody who, when you think of them, you're just like, ah, he did, he helped me in this way or, he he helped me to see things in a different kind of light for the type of person that he was or that they were or like that's why I love to like say that I, I'm not he or she or they I'm I'm an experience because I just I want to lead with my life involves everybody that I touch yeah and I want that touch to be felt in love and in 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 a joy like i want to be left in the hearts of people and i just want to be a joy so nice yeah oh yeah i think you are a joy well thank you mm-hmm. and you're a nuisance but like ah! in a, <laughs> well in a lying kind of way you uh, are you are fucking amazing your water your hydration your everything yes not my coke zero thank you i mean 
you know, don't support them. <laughs> Unless you're giving us um yes advertising don't about. participate in capitalism unless you want to pay us and then it's like yeah. exactly <laughs> none of these people are getting free advertising <laughs> said beyonce because yeah. she supported us beyonce and the reed they're gonna pass yeah absolutely we love you crystal happy birthday happy birthday crystal king crystal anyway what's your legacy <laughs> Um, I was here. I lived. I loved. I was here. What does that say? I was here. <laughs> what album is that? Everything that I. It might have been four, or oh, either four? four or Sasha Fierce. I'm less familiar with Sasha Fierce. It might be Sasha Fierce. Okay, fair enough. Yes, people. I don't know her whole catalog front to back. I'm sorry. <gasps> Put your pitchforks down. Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let them know that. Everything that I wanted, <laughs> it was more than I thought it would be. I will leave my mark so everyone will know I was here. Okay. No, you're good. No, I like it. Um, that's my favorite part of Strange Loop. Because yeah. it's the most shocking part when he says, I don't patronize with pop yeah. terrorists. I obviously don't agree with that statement, but the fact well, that I get it. the fact that he would put that out there, I'm like, I dropped yeah. my phone. I was like, oh no, he did not. Like what you like. If yeah. you don't like, um, I won't say her name, but like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna put don't like in her name in the way, but like, cause you're not gonna edit me to say any of that. <laughs> <laughs> the pull quote was uh, yeah. like if you don't want to be a part of that nation go ahead feel alone but it's you know that's the beauty of walking you know your own path yeah not you a path i know do it without beyonce apparently yeah what a strange loop oh oh god aids is god's punishment Oh God! <laughs> we don't talk about Strange Loop. Strange Loop was good, and I'm mad. You know what? They took it off Broadway. They did. Like, they're, 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 over, else, so. they're they're over in UK right now. It's like I don't want to be in UK. I want you to be here. Yeah. Well, because I it's mean, a Black American gay experience. Yeah. Bob tried single handedly promoting that for yeah. months. Um, and I'm glad he did because it's amazing. If you haven't listened to Strange uh, Strange Loop, um, please do. It's great. I it's wish great. they could record it and put it on a Broadway streaming that like doesn't hurt anybody in some way. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I wish everybody could get their money. <laughs> God. Anyway, Pride. Pride. Um, oh, legacy. 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 Um, I, long story short, I feel like. One things my parents instilled in me growing up was um, you help when you can. Mm -hmm. So my parents adopted my best friend because his parents fell out and they just said, you live here now and went and did the papers and adopted him. Yeah. When the kids in the neighborhood uh, needed food or needed shelter, they were in the house. When um, 
when my older sister was facing backlash from having uh, children from uh, someone who wasn't white, um, that wasn't that that didn't come up and that wasn't an issue to them, right? Like in these spaces, they just kind of um, accepted people at face value and moved forward with helping in any way any way they can. Um, it doesn't mean that they're perfect or without flaws, but um, it's it's something that I do try to carry that um, if I can help, I will help. If I can listen, I will listen. Um, and you do that. I try, um, but married to that is the legacy of always willing to grow, always willing to learn. Yeah. Um, I... I do try to be conscious of my biases at all time. I'm not always great at it. I'm not, I'm not always aware of it. Um, but I try not to be scared of getting that feedback and being like, Oh, is that something I did? Is that something I said? Um, is that something I'm not aware of? Yeah. Sometimes it's not even, uh, it's not, it's an an unknown biased. Um, so I try to combine those things of like, trying to be available and trying to take in that feedback to just accept that we are all flawed but as long as we're open to learning and listening that there is love and acceptance there um even when we trip and stumble so and somewhere you do a very good job thank you i appreciate that you should <laughs> <laughs> Tim, do you have, um, do you want to ask me about any shout outs I have? No, I don't want to ask you about anything because <laughs> I haven't done that this whole time. I just wait for you to do it. Uh-huh. Um, I'm wondering something though. What's that? Um, do you have any shout outs? Oh, well, thank you, Tim. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do have a shout out. Happy birthday to my niece, Xavier. Uh, happy birthday yeah on the day we're recording it is her birthday she is 23 wow just a baby um so happy birthday to you i think that's right yeah go put your hands on your knees have some fun yeah yes that's right um yeah love you baby girl and uh i'll see you soon but yeah happy birthday xavier Happy birthday. Uh, Tim, what's making you live this week? Um, I have been to the beach Mm -hmm. um, and it was very fun. But coming back home. Yeah. Is just like there's just a certain breath that you can take when you are in your own space that feels so good and it feels deep and restorative and yeah i'm living for being at home yeah what about you um i am living for remixes so as i as i'm working on this dj set list for va pride fest uh, i am trying to figure out songs i want to play and uh it is easier to mix and sync songs that have dance backgrounds and certain beats. So I've been like diving into like 2000s, Beyonce, Gaga, Madonna, like all the gay icons. 
baby. And finding remixes that sync up pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've just been like listening to a lot of, I found this badass remix of I Want to Dance with Somebody that mm-hmm. I've never heard of before. And that's such a precious song to me. Yeah. That I don't know that I would ever really want a remix of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found like a great pride type dance yeah. Same thing with um, Bleeding Love. Liliana, listen, I found like this disco Yeah, that's something that needs a remix because listen, Liana Lewis fans, she was never going to be Mariah Carey. And oh, I don't God, know what no. they kept saying. Like, no. 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 But the song was good, but it needed Those a remix. Those two songs were bangers. Yeah. Her two singles, fucking love them. Um, and I found this and disco. And the other one. <laughs> and the other one, whatever that was. Um, I found a disco inspired version of it that's really like oh, nice. a lot of fun. You know, her hair, I could see that, like her hair and like the. Oh, yeah, her locks. It was very much. It was yeah. very that. I could see that happening. Yeah. So, little little music remix love uh, this week is making me live. So. Good. Where can people find us, Tim? Well, you can find us anywhere you can find your pride. Woo woo! In your hearts, in your ears in your thighs Ooh. um and mostly and importantly on cubandchub.com that's right you can find us at cubandchub.com you can also find all of our social links there we are at cubandchub uh on most of those social sites you can also send us a message if you want to email us and say hello or ask us a question or make a suggestion you can email us at we are cubandchub at gmail.com again that's we are cubandchub at gmail.com we love dick pics. Tim. Tim loves a dick pic. Just in love with it. Okay. <laughs> don't act like you don't look. <laughs> it's so good to see you, Tim. Yes, it's great to be seen. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Drink your water. Mind your business. Buy a business. Buy a business. Love on your mother. Unless she doesn't like gays. And then be where you are. Fuck your mom.